Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Greetings, my friends. As I was coming to the microphone to share my thoughts with you today, I felt a burden, a burden of need in my own heart and life. And I cried out to the Lord. And it is as though he was saying, what do you want? And I said, I want to pray more. I want to be more effective in prayer. I want to go back to a place or reach a place where prayer becomes the most important occupation of my life, especially as I draw to, towards the end of my own earthly sojourn. And I prayed in the words of an old hymn that we used to sing way back when, before it before it became sophisticated to present the gospel with all that modern technology allows us and all the affluence the church now has access to. And it goes like this. Well, before I read it, let me ask you to join me in this prayer. Pretend we're in a room together. Of course, COVID keeps us separated, and we have learned how to communicate by all these means that we now have at our disposal. Let's pretend there for that we're in a, a room together as we pray this prayer, an old-fashioned prayer room where there was a mourner's bench and where people cried out to the midnight hour, hearts broken, tears flowing. I knew those days. It's sadly missing in many churches. Some churches don't even have a prayer meeting anymore. My friends, I sense the need, and I believe I'm talking to some of you who do. So join me as we pretend we're in this room together. As we gather here in thy presence, Lord, on consecrated holy ground, that we all may bear witness now for thee, for thee, O Father. So send the power down, O send the power from heaven send it down in our hearts today and send it down, given never failing grace, each task to bravely face. O oh, Father, send, send the power down, purify each heart with refining fire, that perfect love in us abound, with all the dross removed in each vain desire, O oh, Father, send, send the power down. By thy power divine touch the hearts of men. O oh, may they hear the joyful sound and be cleansed from sin by thy blood divine. O oh, Father, send the power down. Amen. I believe some of you join me with that. And as we talk together today, my theme is going to be from the opening part of James chapter 5. It's the first little talk I'd be giving on chapters 5 of the New Testament. No theological or spiritual um, explanation for this. I just chose 
to pick out four or five chapters five in the New Testament whose story appealed to me and share them with you. Now, you understand, and I think all of you probably do, that these chapters by which the Bible is divided has no spiritual plan or program. It was just the idea of the translators to make it easier to read. In some instances, it really doesn't. It kind of breaks thoughts up. Well, I've chosen chapters five of chapter five of James, and we work our way back through the Corinthians and back into the Gospels in the next three or four, five weeks even. Okay, so we read from James chapter one, chapter five, verse one. Look here, you rich people, weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Your wealth is rotting away and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. Your gold and silver are corroded. The very wealth you were counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. This corroded treasure you have hoarded will testify against you on the day of judgment. Or listen, hear the cries of the field worker whom you have cheated of their pay, the cries of those who harvest your fields and the reached the ears, the, their cries have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. Hard, harsh, bitter words coming from the Apostle James. And he is not a stranger to controversy. He's not afraid of expressing himself as God moves through him to express himself to our hearts. That passage from James chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, are an ample message for today. Today with billionaires and millionaires floating, it seems, in the sky. It seems as though this message has relevance. Now, let me be very clear. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with being rich, even rotten rich. Jesus had some people around him that were rich, not his disciples who followed him day after day. We don't know of any of them who were really very wealthy. But we know that a rich man gave up the space in which they buried the body of the Lord Jesus. Rich people heard him, and some of them believed. Rich people are mentioned in the epistles. In the Old Testament, riches is exalted. So it's not a bad thing. Riches can be a good thing, but riches can be a damnable thing. Poverty is a bad thing, but poverty can also bring good things. I want to think of riches or wealth, let's say the anticipation of wealth, the acquisition of wealth, the appreciation of wealth, and the administration of wealth. Those are the four pegs on which I want to hang my thoughts based on James chapter 5. Now, the anticipation of wealth isn't a bad thing. Young woman, young man is finishing school or trade school or university and is going out on the world to be a success at their chosen occupation. And that's okay. That's wise. And some of them begin to see glimmers of wealth in their chosen occupation. And some make it and some don't. So the anticipation of wealth isn't a bad thing. You must expect success in what you do. What happens is 
how you deal with it. And also, your anticipation can also be sorted. Apart from those that I've just spoken about, there are people whose eyes are greedy and who uh, want what other people have, and they scheme, and they enter into plots to get wealth. That's the other side of the coin. And God hates that. And my friend, because I live with eternity's values in view, and you should do, it may not catch up with all of them here on earth. We've seen how it has caught up with some. I'm thinking of some of the wealthy people, men and women, who recently have been arrested and charged with sex crimes and other crimes that have taken the lives of people and ruined the lives of people just to get themselves rich. It comes to a bitter end, sometimes right here on earth, and sometimes it waits for God's unleashing of his wrath. So the anticipation must be qualified. Then there are those who get it. And I praise God for, I wish I knew more rich people. But there again, you have a two-sided coin. There are those whose wealth and riches bless others. I think of, oh, maybe 70 years ago, I sat in the theater hall, uh, Ward Theater in Kingston, Jamaica, and heard a man named Otorno tell his story. Drop out from school, poor family, at the age of 14, but he had a, a dream in his eye. He had a love of mechanics. And so he began to tinker. Finally, he came up with a, a tractor. Yes, a tractor. And his company began to take off. But he was a Christian, a man committed to the principles of the word of God. And he became a giver. He gave. He started with a tenth of his income. And then as God prospered him, he gave more. And the more he got prospered, the more he gave. The more God prospered him, the more he gave. Until he was giving 90% of his income to the Lord's work, to the expansion of missions. He was using his wealth with great divine skill, and the Jesus said that he was laying up treasure in heaven. Thank God for that kind of wealth. But then there are those, and you know them, some of them. They're with us today. It's all me, mine, and it isn't even ours in the family. It's the individual. Riches, in this case, the acquisitions of riches, becomes a curse. And God calls upon us to flee that, flee it, like we would the poison, for it is poisonous. It corrodes, it destroys. Our friends, look around, listen. And perhaps I'm talking to somebody who's rich. May I encourage you to remember that God gave the riches. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills and ask you to use your riches to glorify God. If you don't know how, let's pray together about it. Oh, my friend, if God by his Holy Spirit is convicting you, get in touch with me. Let me know that God has done something in your life. And may he guide you in the administration of that which you have gained, in the appreciation of that with which he has blessed you. My friend, as God blesses you, may I ask you, how is your administration of wealth? Or what would it be like if he made you rich? My prayer today is that some rich person listening to my voice will bow before the God of creation who has blessed him or her, and surrender their lives to him, because you can't 
take it with you. My friend, Jesus gave up his riches so that he might bring you into spiritual, eternal, divine riches in Christ. Pray for those who are poor. Share with them. Let God use your riches. And if you're poor, still share. God will supply all of your need according to, not your bank account, according to his riches. A friend of mine in Bible college years ago, suffering and struggling, he says orderly, I'm living a hand-to-mouth existence. God's hand to my mouth. My friend, that's my testimony to you today. I am dependent on his providing, and he does it every day. I get food, I have shelter, I have automobile. To God be the glory. My friend, riches will last for a season. What a life devoted to God through faith in Jesus Christ has eternal, I mean eternal, rewards. God grant you the grace to let God move into your life. We began our session today with prayer. Let's conclude with prayer. Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, meet the need of each listener, whether he or she is materially rich or very poor. These are troubled times. Lord God, help us to lean heavily upon your amazing grace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.